Flying Casuals brought to you by Patreon supporters Brent, David Bush, Jory Webb, Nate Edison, Wes Anderson, Kelly Breckner, and Andy Dugan. May the force be with you. You're listening to Flying Casual, a Star Wars podcast. Here's your host, Michael Canterbury. Star Wars fans, welcome back to another episode of Flying Casual. Been flying casual since 2019. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the new logo? Motto? <clears throat> Maybe. It makes me sound like an amateur. Amateur. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I say things like I'm British. Is that how Brits? Yeah, I think so. Oh. If you sure. have any Brit, you know, listeners, have us, you know, send us a sample. Tell us. Amateur. Or is it amateur? You and I say amateur, but sometimes I don't know. I go in and out of, I, I mean, you say documentary. I say a lot of things. But it's documentary. You say rough instead of roof. Listen, yeah. you also think that an Australian accent and a British accent are the same thing. I think I actually <laughs> nailed that. You can say all you want. That was, okay. that was, so, I, I was setting you, I, that, that's the point of doing the accent <laughs> is to throw the leader off, right? That's just kind of, that's not even in the rule book. That's just, I called an audible because I was like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a little sister jury on this one. You know, I'm going to do an accent on Brent's questions. And I said it was going to be British. So he was expecting that, right? And then he had a surprise. And uh, Yeah, not a good one. <laughs> not a good one. Um, but yeah, amateur, amateur. It makes me sound like I'm an amateur. Okay, it ma- yeah, it makes me sound confused, I think. Also, it, is it the... <laughs> Yeah. Then is it the Brits who say amateur or is it the Australians who say amateur? I don't know. We have to, some of our <laughs> listeners need to settle this because I don't, I don't want to Google how to say amateur as a British folk. Because that would be a total amateur move. I just don't think it exists on the internet. I don't think people are looking that up. I think Google's going to say, but I don't know what the hell you're looking for. Google yeah. Translate can definitely pronounce it. For I guess you. we could try to have the computer read it. And see how they sound. You can hire someone on Fiverr to pronounce it for you. Pay me $50 <laughs> and I'll, I'll pronounce it for you. No, that's... It, it, yeah, anyway. That's a... You know what? This introduction makes me sound like an amateur. But here we are. But here we are. Been podcasting since 2015. So... Um, check that, but, uh, yeah, guys, welcome to flying casual. Um, not a ton in star Wars right now. It's it, things are a little dry and that's okay. We're still going to talk about star Wars, but you know what? I, I, I don't want to go into a long commentary about this, Holly, but it, it needs to be said, uh, black lives matter. They do period. End of discussion. Like that's well, the end of, that's the end of it. It's the beginning of the discussion, but the end of that debate. The end of the debate, yes, it's pointed, Black Lives Matter. If you don't agree, find another podcast. See yourself out. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I, I, I don't talk about things a lot, you know, outside of Star Wars on the podcast. But, yeah, that, that just needed to be said. Um, I understand everyone has their own viewpoints, but that's that's just how we fly here. We fly casually, and we're, and we're supportive of everyone. doesn't matter your race, your creed. Who you identify as? What planet you're from? What planet you're from? It doesn't matter. If you're a fan, let's talk about it. That's all that matters. I agree. That's all that matters, right? We have to start the discussion. That's right. 
the conversation. That's right. So Black Lives Matter, guys, um, and, and Star Wars matters. Star Wars um, is, like we said, a little slow, but uh, Holly bringing out some 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 great stuff, pulling it from the interweb, some great discussion points. But first of all, how you doing? Got a new camera on you right now. Looks pretty great. How do I look? Look looks pretty great. That uh, that Canon uh, webcam utility has uh, that was a, that was a, a blessing. Um, so that is a nice little addition there. So Holly no longer looking like she's shooting in 360p. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I'm a ghost. Yeah. Well, I can't say that you don't look like um, a ghost right now. No. no, you don't look like a ghost, but you know who does look like a ghost? I'm just kidding. He doesn't. Ooh, our good boy, Luke Elder. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, you know, thanks for the acknowledgement of what's going on in the world right now. I think that's important to do. Absolutely. Um, and also, you know, it's nice to get together and and talk the the stuff that um, is a nice distraction. Um, you know, there's time for addressing the serious issues in life, yep. and there's other time for just entertainment. And I, I think we don't want to lose lose one or the other. You know, you keep both Absolutely. keep both in balance. So we're here. Uh, to have the fun talk and, uh, you know, acknowledge the serious stuff that's going on Absolutely. and support it. Uh, so, you know, the balance of the force, the balance of, of life. I couldn't have said it better myself. And that's, I'm also Luke, distracted by your sick shirt. Can we talk about the sick uh, shirt? I, I mean, yeah. Have I not worn this or have we not talked about it on the pod before? I think I'm just mesmerized every time I see it. I think that's (laughs) the problem. Get it in there. I mean, phrasing. God, that's sick. (laughs) I mean, that's an actual shot of Wicked, I think, from the film. I think it's sick. Yeah, it's a great little still. You can see kind of Bright Tree Village. Um, And it's like got a 1970s vibe on like the style of the summer camp shirt when it says Forest of Endor Summer Camp for those of you listening and not watching on YouTube. And then Jason Um, Voorhees is hiding behind the pine right behind the camp. (laughs) That'd be an interesting mashup. Oh, my God. I was going to add one other thing, you know, in this time when uh, if the world's got you down, you're looking for some bright spots to, to cheer you up. Um, not to distract you from, from really real issues, but just to have a moment of levity. Yeah. Uh, Michael, I don't know if you're aware that, uh, queer eyes back. Oh, <laughs> well, can I tell you what happened? Luke? Oh. Cause I, I, I saw it's back and I'm absolutely going to watch it. But Holly says, Hey, have you ever seen the movie, the help? And I said, I mean, I, I'm familiar with, you know, what it's about, but I've never had a chance to watch it. She's like, well, it's on Netflix. Let's watch it. Two hours later, Michael's covered in tears. <laughs> Holly, can you attest to that? I can. I, I, I was bawling. Yes. The, the sense of community that these maids had and they just, I, I, I don't know. It just speaks to black culture and that community and how important it is because, People, black, black people weren't treated any well. I mean, this isn't news. This isn't news to anyone, but they weren't treated very well. And this movie highlighted that happening in the '60s in Jackson, Mississippi. I think, right? Yeah. I was bawling, Luke. And so there were so many emotions coming out after watching. Have you seen it? Uh, is that the one? Is um, Viola Davis and uh, yeah, I can't remember the other. It's Emma. 
Emma Stone and Alex Emma Stone, Janney. right? Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it's been a while. But yeah, yeah I've seen it. Oh. That's what I said. I It just came on Netflix, and yeah. I asked Michael. I saw that in college when it first came out. Yeah. And then I hadn't seen it since, and I was like, I think that we need to watch this. Oh, boy, that um, was... And I think, you know, it doesn't really feel too much different than today. Yeah. Which is... Yeah. Terrible. Oh, it's... It is. It's absolutely terrible. That was just, I mean, it was just a great movie. Like, it was just, their, their acting was just phenomenal. Yeah. I know it won a lot of awards, and it's absolutely deserved. It was just, it blew me away. Absolutely blew me So that, so Luke, there were so many emotions <laughs> happening yesterday. And then, as I, you know, I'm wiping the tears off my face, and I grab the remote, I see, oh, Queer Eyes on Netflix. And Holly's like, I don't think I can take any more emotions. And I said... <laughs> I don't think I can't, as she has bags under her eyes from bawling. I, I, yeah, because every episode of Queer Eye, I cry. It's just, the, these guys touch me. They're just good dudes, and they just they just love people. They just want to make people feel loved, and they do such a great job of it. So, like, I couldn't handle it anymore. It was just too much. So, may, I, I might be able to do it tomorrow now that I think, you know, my eyes aren't as swollen. Um, but it was it was... It was a ride, and I, I can't wait to watch Queer because we saw the snippet and it looked great. Yeah, um, I'd, so, I'd like to think that that Flying Casual is the uh, the Queer Eye of Star Wars it podcast. Feels like it, right? You know, you know, well, all are welcome. We're here to right. uh, lift you up, give you give you a chance to have something to say, and absolutely uh, positive. So uh, we I, should have a mashup. I couldn't agree. I mean, JVN yes. on this podcast. Let's make it happen. He would be hilarious. Tan, I mean, bring the whole crew. Tan, I love Tan. I think Tan's my favorite. He, yeah, you, yeah. I absolutely. think Tan and I would be really good friends. I agree. I think you absolutely would be great friends. <laughs> um, I, for a second, thought Luke was about to nominate me for the show. <laughs> I thought that's where we were going. Michael, you're looking a little rough, <laughs> so maybe we could we could you know dazzle you up a little bit. I could probably use it. I would take. I would absolutely. I, I, I always go in thinking, yeah, those slim jeans would look nice on me. And then I buy them and I'm like, wow, I know. Well, here's the problem. Yeah. Those guys would come into our house and then we would never let them leave. Uh, make them live here? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Literally forever. Yeah, they would actually come in. I, we just worked on the loft. We just painted the, the studio and the loft and got all the Star Wars stuff going on. And they would come in and they say, this isn't working. <laughs> 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 this isn't working. Uh, Bobby would just rip it all down and oh start my over. Gosh. Or would he make us the best studio ever? He would make us the best studio oh ever. Oh, my God. I would trust him with it. So, I, yeah. Maybe, will you guys nominate me? <laughs> No. You don't need it. Oh, that was sweet. Thanks, Luke. I mean, Holly, sorry. Uh, who am I? Who am I? That was a little joke. Um, so, yeah, Luke couldn't have said it any better, my friend. It's just, it's a tough time, and, and you do need you need a break from it. I mean, Holly and I have been talking incessantly about all that's going on and how much we're frustrated by everything that's going on. Um, and, and, you know, Holly taking actually a lot of steps to, to, to make changes in, in people's lives, which is fantastic. But yeah, a nice little break from that escape to that galaxy far, far away, you know? And I will say this because yeah. this is something I know we said we weren't going to spend a lot of time on it. Hey, that's but okay. Actually, I think it deserves some time. Um, we have right. a platform, so I think that we should be using it. Right. I, something that I struggle with, like we all have said just in the beginning of this episode is like, everything going on is so terrible. 
we're so exhausted by it. And I think my, how I feel is like, how can I feel so exhausted by it? Because I'm not having to live that every day. And I think that sometimes I get, you know, a little or a lot of guilt about that, which then it's like, don't be guilty about it. Just do something about it. So I think we're all trying to figure out the best way to do it. If it's, you know, not speaking up right now and just doing your research and seeing what the best things that you can do yeah. is and starting to do that in your own community first. Um, Cause that's where it starts. And there's been a lot going on in Columbus and there's been a lot of action being taken and yeah. demands being made. And then I think there have been a lot of people listening. So I think Absolutely. that everything that's coming out of that, at least in Columbus, it was really messy. It's still going to be messy, but I think, I hope that the outcome of it is going to be good. Absolutely. Um, So, I mean, I guess there's just like that general theme of hope. You have to have that hope. You have to have it. I I think you mentioned listening. Listening is the most important thing that the majority of people can do right now. Absolutely take action. But a lot of us are very oblivious to what people experience every day. That's just, that's just the reality of it. So we need to listen and we need to do a better job of listening. Um, And then, change mm-hmm. has to happen has to happen um but we do we like to escape to this galaxy and it's it's been a while since we've talked about it. i was like man i bet there's so much to talk about in kind of recent star wars news and no and that's okay that's okay uh, project luminous put on the back burner until 2021 um claiming you know the market i understand that you know publishing companies delays things like that but are they rewriting stories are they changing you know plot points are are, are we interconnecting things more did they listen to flying casual and say you know what we're not going to just hold these things to the novels we're going to connect it to all the films too it was probably that i think it was right did they actually say it was the market that is causing the delays yeah and and they're in there and they're um alert about it that was like one of the first things they said like the you know do the circumstances and everything and i, I accept that but they like, just mean like COVID 19 is that what COVID 19 yeah i think all the delays and people getting back to work and, and all that good stuff i'm sure you know getting an operation like all those publishers back in line is is quite the feat so um oh am i making that noise what is that Ooh, it's like you lifted your hand and then it did something. That was weird. Witchy. Luke, did you hear that? I'm not getting anything. Okay, well, <laughs> Holly and I probably just made kind of... <laughs> A connection to, like, wow. the afterlife. Jeezy Pete. <laughs> um, let's not start talking about that or, like, aliens and stuff because I'll go on a tangent. Um, there's a really great uh, uh, thing on the History Channel. We'll talk about it another time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we, you know, Project Luminous, uh, kind of, you know, being put on the back burner until 2021. Um, you know, there, hopefully the Mandalorian is still set for release later this year. We're hoping that's still going on. Um, but some more news, people claiming it's confirmed. I don't know. I take all this with a grain of we salt. We have some rumors. Some we? rumors. We have some rumors. Um, not confirmed just yet, but could we see Thrawn live action? Could we see Ezra Bridger live action? I think we're going to talk about it, um, and, and we'll probably talk about whatever also comes to mind. Um, I'm, I, I'm letting the Force take this episode, like straight up. The Force is driving the conversation on this one. You know what else is driving the conversation, Holly? You're Smirnoff. My Smirnoff. I, can I just show that for the camera? Holly said, how about a sparkling seltzer? And uh, it's lovely. 
It's nice. It's nice and light. I got 4.5% uh, alcohol here, 12 ounces, only 90 calories. No sugar. No sugar. Just fake whatever's in there. Um, but nice and light, you know, it's, 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 it's a nice beverage. It's a good beverage for like a hot summer yeah. day or an evening yeah. podcasting. An evening podcasting, you know, Mike's a little overheated, you know, a craft brew right now, probably not going to settle so well, especially after a day of mowing and weed eating in the sun. So crack open a nice spiked, uh, sparkling <laughs> seltzer and, uh, who knows what's going to happen. Things might get pretty wild on the podcast. <laughs> it sounds like we're sponsored by Smirnoff. I would just like to say... Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not, but we'll we're take open it. to it. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so we'll see, guys. Drinking the force. The force is penetrating me. We'll see where the conversation goes. But while I'm getting a little, you know, a little buzz off this Spike Seltzer, Holly, I uh, I thought maybe we could do a Mad Libs. Yeah, do you guys want to do a Mad Libs? A surprise to Luke, I'm sure, but a welcome one. Um, Holly, do you have a Mad Libs picked out? I do. You do. Okay. Okay. Do you guys remember the rules? I make up the rules as we go. Okay. So, so <laughs> well, then we we'll give just... Mike his uh, remedial grammar lessons <laughs> along the way. Right. It's really sad, guys, but hey, these are, you know, complicated times, and it's hard for Mike to retain information. <laughs> he probably learned, I don't know, what, 25 years ago? Yeah. But it's okay. Yeah, that's sad. It's like riding a bike. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, I only ride the bike like once a month. Phrasing. Wow. What? What? Off the rails. Um, that noise keeps coming back, but Luke claims he's not hearing it. Um, so we're going to ride it out. That's what she said. Holly, what is the name of this Mad Lib? Uh, well, it's called The Power of the Force. Ooh. Of course. Sponsored by Smirnoff Ice. Not true. <laughs> Not but. true. Okay. All right. Well, give it to us. We're going to start with Luke. Okay. We're going to start with Put Luke. Put him on the spot. All Is right. it a noun? Uh -oh. Is it a noun? It's not a noun. Okay. It's actually an adjective. Ooh. Tough. An adjective. Right off the bat. Uh, Luke, I can't remind you what an adjective is. Michael, so that's, a, that's a describing word. <laughs> ah, yes. Squishy. Okay. Ooh. I just have to say this pen writes so well. Well, I'm going to tell you right now. You know what isn't squishy? This Smirnoff spark sparkling <laughs> I seltzer. I didn't know where that was going. Absolutely. Um, okay, Michael, plural noun. Mm, alpacas. Perfect. I know. It's already off to a bang. <laughs> uh, that's what she said. Wow. Come on, guys. Do I need to hit the that's what she said button? We have one. We do. Uh, Luke, a uh, noun. A noun. Oh. Land speeder. Perfect. Ooh, keeping it in the universe, I like I that. was going to say, technically, it should be a thing and nothing else. So, mm. uh, Michael, an adjective. Mm. Gingerly. Mm, that's an adverb. Wait, what did I say? Gingerly. Gingerly. <laughs> That uh, describes how right. something was done. You're right. This is so embarrassing. I'm only blushing because I'm sunburned. <laughs> you are not. Um. <laughs> An adjective. So not prickly. Prickly would work. It would. 
Is that what you want to go? It doesn't fit well. It doesn't. Phrasing. Um, oh, God. I feel like I should play like the Jeopardy music for this one. Um, so many possibilities. There's probably a copyright issue in there. Yeah, you're, we don't want to strike. That's we for sure. We don't. Um, hmm. Uh, oh, he's busting out his Poggle the Lesser. <laughs> that's a good one oh. if, you, um, if you um need to phone a friend yeah holly I, how about you have an opinion me, on this one i'm reading it yeah but, but yeah that's true that's a great point you can't participate um slowly i don't that's know that's an adverb <laughs> god damn it <laughs> Michael doesn't. About, since you, since you go to Luke on this, always one. talk about the force penetrating you. What I'm uh, thinking of is the opposite of that. Uh, about impenetrable. Ooh, I like that. That's a good one, Luke. I think, guys, I think the spiked sparkling seltzer is on to me. Should we give Michael another chance? Is there another freaking no, adjective? No, this one will be easy. That's what you said about the adjective. This, <laughs> you just have to say a body part. Well. Do you remember those? Uh, <laughs> you know, look at guys, your body. Okay, if I go to eighth a, grade anatomy. There's actually yeah. a song. It goes head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Well, here's the thing. Those are four body parts. There's a song right now I have stuck on my uh, my mind, Holly. What's the, what's the name of that one? I'm gonna cut my head no, off. I don't, know. I don't care. Head. Michael's going head. Michael's going through an emo phase. Yeah, but those aren't the lyrics. So, Luke, can you give us another adjective? Pressure, bro. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I've Lost ruined it. Out the impenetrable. Now I gotta get another one. Penetrable. Uh, uh, do, 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 do. How about uh, something to follow on squishy? Mm. Let's do a texture. Uh, uh, what was the one you were saying earlier, Mike? Spiky, prickly, prickly. That, yeah, prickly. Yeah. That works. Like a prickly pear. Kind of. Right. Yes. Okay. Plural noun. Um. That's more than one person, place, or thing. Yeah. I want to say <laughs> Tuscan Raiders. Perfect. All right. Um. I need another body part. Ooh. Uh, tentacle. Ooh. All right. Adjective. Why are you giving me these difficult <laughs> ones? Uh, Harry. All right. Adverb. Wow, we're going fast here. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. Adverb. Uh, Mike gave you like so many options. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Smirnoff strikes again. <laughs> People are like, is it a Star Wars podcast? Adverbs, I'm not sure. Adverbs are the, are the hardest, I think. So why um, is it so easy for me to come <laughs> up with them? It doesn't make you're any sense, You're just drawn guys. to the adverbs. He really is. That's all you can uh, think of. So many phrases. Uh, <laughs> abruptly. All right. Um, we need a noun. Um, Milky Way. <laughs> okay. Must have been a good one. Uh, a plural body part. Oh, I already, already used tentacle. Oh, a plural body part. Ears. 
Nice and PG. I like that. Adverb. Son of a biscuit. You're coming to me <laughs> for the freaking World Series this is, here. This is the end. This, this is, is your strength. This is the, the bottom adverb. of the ninth. You're good at these. Two adverb. down. Um, God, what did I say genderly before? Right. Let's go with genderly. <laughs> okay. It feels right. So we're talking about phrasing. <laughs> we're talking about <laughs> the power of the force here. Mm, amen. Okay. So powerful. The force is a mystical, squishy power. I, they're not wrong. As Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi once said, the force is an energy field created by all living alpacas <laughs> that surround <laughs> us, penetrates us, and binds the land speeder together. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Using the power of the force, a mm. Jedi can do many impenetrable things. Wow. Like using the force to exercise head control over prickly minded Tuscan Raiders. That actually oh. makes a lot of sense. It does. We might have to revisit that, but go ahead and finish. That's Great what thing. she said. A Jedi can also use the force to move objects with his or her tentacle. Ooh. <laughs> it doesn't matter how hairy these objects are. Yeah. It only Amen. matters Amen. how abruptly the Jedi believes in the force. Come on. Most Bring importantly. Most importantly. The Force teaches a Jedi to rely on his or her feelings. As Obi-Wan Kenobi told his student, Luke Milky Way, <laughs> your ears can deceive you. Yeah. Don't trust them. That's Instead, fascinating. a Jedi should gingerly trust in the Force. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you have to be careful with the Force. You can't just go, you know, straight to the dark. And we saw that happen many times. Yeah. You also can't look too far to the future. You also you need to be present. can't just assume that the force is going to do the right thing for yeah. you. Yeah. No, you're absolutely. Can, can we go back to that one yeah. statement about. Hairy objects. Well, not that one. I think it was slightly before then. Impenetrable that, things. Yeah. Some, yeah. Can we revisit that? Is that what you wanted to revisit? It was something about something being impenetrable. Um, yes. Using the power of the force, a Jedi can do many impenetrable things, mm -hmm. like using the force to exercise head control over prickly-minded Tusken Raiders. That actually makes a lot of sense. That's not the one that you wanted. Well, no, yeah, but the thing, it's so funny, it's fascinating, because we allow the force to penetrate us, right? We do. But then the force allows you... To penetrate To it. penetrate impenetrable things. <laughs> There's so much... <laughs> Penetration or non-penetration going on. I'm confused. You know, the force yeah. is like a weapon. It <laughs> Why did I just... Absolutely is, Holly. Yeah, and the Jedi use it as such, as do the Sith. Can you, like, in the YouTube video, put a little light bulb above my head? I could put tentacles. I could put a light bulb. I just need, I in that moment, this out. when I say, you know, I think you just need a little light bulb there. Ding. If I had a lot of time, I'd actually create a whole animated thing when we do these. So it like kind of shows a story. But I don't have that kind of time or skill set. <laughs> You're the artist. Make it happen. <laughs> do you want me to like do a claymation podcast? Yeah, you have some clay? No. I guess we'll have to make a run to Target. Wow. Get some clay. Uh, that was fascinating, guys. I, I, I have no words. You know, it's especially because it's oh, Mad Libs. You have words. They're only adverbs. They're incorrect. <laughs> that was the joke. 
Thanks for stealing it. Um, so that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. Um, so guys, like we mentioned, not a ton of Star Wars talk right now, but we have sources out there claiming, you know, we have Sabine now, apparently, a live action casting happening. We have Ahsoka. Everyone thinks Ahsoka's confirmed. I have seen no confirmation I, from yeah, Lucasfilm. I don't know about that one. I, I love it. Yeah, me too. Me too. Oh, Holly's camera just went out. Happened. I don't Sorry, know, guys. That was know. the force. That <laughs> every time you talk, I'm going to go to EOS Webcam Utility Beta. What's that? Oh, that's the app we're using for the uh, for the. It's for the camera. Uh, didn't work. It was probably the joke I made earlier about the spirit and the loft. And they shut us down. Yeah, probably. At least we can still go to Luke and myself. Well, that was a a valiant effort and a failure. <laughs> that's okay don't anger the spirit the spirit i know it wanted a a, a smearing off ice and i i didn't want to have it holly was here for the mad libs and then kicked her out kicked her out. it's funny right when she you did mad libs it went eos webcam utility beta it's a beta it's gonna fail uh, mike's waiting on a switcher so we'll see maybe it'll come that's what Ray she Hank. said um, wow, really off the rails. But once I, like I said, not a whole lot of Star Wars to talk about. But guys, what I do want to talk about is is Ezra Bridger and Thawn. 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 That's what happens when you're flustered. Supposedly being cast for a live action series. Are they together? Are we going back in time with Thrawn? I, 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 I want to ask, I want to start with Luke. I want to see what Luke wants from Thrawn. Are, are you, Luke, are you thinking just pick up right from rebels um and go on with that or or would you like to see something else i know we have you know his, his a, a whole new trilogy of thrawn coming up about him and his rise in the chiss ascendancy but do you just want the post rebel stuff or are you looking for anything else from thrawn yeah i think it'd have to be post rebels if anything because the the upcoming zon books as far as i understand it are going prequely yeah uh, they're going before the the most recent trilogy trilogy of Thrawn, mm-hmm. uh, which kind of overlapped with some of the Rebel storyline, um, and it's in the same time period. So yeah, it'd be uh, like maybe the odd couple of them like living on the stranded Star Destroyer mm. together out there in wild space, and you know, dividing up who's you know part of the ship is who's you know putting like a painting a line yeah you stay on that side of the line i'll stay over here that'd be sick uh you know that sort of thing you know just in the zany antics they'll get up to you know aboard a uh sort of drifting uh star destroyer without its own sort of ability to move around yeah it kind of sounds like the life of pi it does except the yeah tiger. yeah Thrawn's the tiger? Yeah, he's, he's the Richard Parker. <laughs> so, well, see, I, I kind of pictured Ezra being the tiger and Thrawn just going fascinating. <laughs> Best line. Right? Um, Holly keeps throwing me off. I want to go to you with the camera, and you just get the, the failed camera. That's okay. So we'll stick it on me. It's cool. When you're talking. <laughs> you, should li- you should match her. I'll try. Uh, you know, yes. voice with your mouth movement. <laughs> wow, impressive, Michael. How does he do it? Um, Holly, how about you? What do you What do you want to see? You know, assuming they are together. Well, you know, it just seems with the timing of these leaks or rumors, whatever they are, it seems like maybe it's a casting for a joint venture. Look, 
it seems like you would be correct. Yeah. I know I've said this before. Yeah. I would do anything for like an, no, for an extension of what like a post rebels immediately post rebels yeah. era, but and knowing what happens after that story. So for doing a Thrawn show, I want it to pick up where we left off with Ezra and Thrawn. Yeah. Leaving because I want to know what happens. I don't know. But when you say we're assuming they're together, I don't know. They could do a whole Thrawn series and Ezra wouldn't even be in there. And that would be disappointing. But I feel like that's also something that Lucasfilm would do to us. And then we would be like, well, where's Ezra? Where's, uh, yeah, where's Ezra? Um, I I think it's it's what the people want. They seem to be, I, I don't know. Lucasfilm seems to be listening to what the fans want. I think now more so than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is, you know, a little surprising that, and maybe we'll get that in like the Taika Watiti film. I, or I, I think he's just doing one film. Maybe we'll get something different, but I think we are ready for something different. You know, people say no more Skywalker story. Like we want to be done with mm-hmm. that. Um, you know, I don't necessarily buy into that. I know Holly does, but um but, you know, we apparently weren't sick of, of Thrawn and, and Ezra Bridger after four seasons of Rebels. So um, it'd be interesting. It'd be well, interesting. What um, Star Wars News Network posted back in January that there are rumors that there is going to be a sequel to Rebels Ooh. and it will be an animated series. I don't think that really? we have heard anything about it since then yeah and so i don't know maybe if they are trying to cast somebody for thrawn if any of this is true then maybe it's not actually just a thrawn series maybe that is the extension of rebels that they were talking about and because of the success of the mandalorian maybe Mm -hmm. they decided to go from animated to live action yeah i don't know if that's something that would be a good idea or not but yeah because if you're telling me that we have Somebody being cast for a live action Ahsoka. Yeah. Rumors of somebody being cast for Thrawn, somebody being cast for a live action Ezra, and then supposedly someone being cast for a live action Sabine. Mm-hmm. I just feel like to me that indicates maybe this is actually an extension of Rebels, just this live action instead of Or is it possible that we're doing those character pieces that we thought we were going to be getting more of? You know, we're, we're doing Obi-Wan. We did a solo movie, but we abandoned the anthology films. You know, we were going to get a Yoda movie. We were going to get all these, like, character-driven stories. Single-character-driven stories, really. And, and then they just they gave up on it. So maybe, you, maybe we get a Thrawn focus, you know. Because here's the thing. I think Thrawn in the Chiss Ascendancy as a television series it's just prime like that's just prime time television like Mm -hmm. his interactions them communicating the drama and the interactions that's just primed for television yes i would like to see him and ezra together i'd like i want to see what happens i do eventually but like i'm like give me a a chiss series i think that would be so sick and that's why i i love that we're getting more timothy's on novels i do it's great but like i would love to see us kind of Play that out on uh, in television. I think that it's it's such a cool opportunity for that. But that's that's just I. Um, well, here's here's yeah. something else that I think. So I'd love I think, to go to your camera. But. Well, but you can't. I think that 
um, a lot of the plans that Disney had for the future, I'm mm-hmm. assuming not only have they put on hold, but now they have to change everything about it. Yeah. We know that movie theaters are not doing well. There are large movie theaters Good that point. are not surviving this. Yeah. And so the best option is for these companies to move to their own streaming yeah. platform, which is what we've seen. Yeah. So we now have Disney Plus. Yeah. People want something that's going to last longer than a movie. Yeah. That's a TV show. Yeah. The Mandalorian did so well, I think that it would make a lot more sense that, you know, they're kind of going to get away from some of those movies now and do things more as a TV mm-hmm. show and give us more insight into that character development and those storylines yeah. that go along with these shows that they might be making. And yeah. I just think that that would probably be the most sensible move. Yeah. For Disney to do at this time. It seemed like that with the success of the Mandalorian, that's what that I mean, and all the hype for Obi-Wan, they're like this. Yeah. Television, streaming, that seems to be where, you know, we get, you know, a the most bang for our buck. But, like, we could push these things out pretty quickly. I was, might as well talk about now, blown away by the gallery episode where they showed the the 360 freaking panoramic uh, digital background. That was insane. That was so cool, and it just shows you how cool. I, I didn't know that was happening through any other show. I didn't know they were doing that. I thought they were on sets, um, and, and they weren't. It blew my mind. So they can churn these things out pretty quickly, and, and I'm sure we'll get more of that with other series. But, uh, yeah, so they were going that direction, but I never even really thought about how the pandemic is going to play into the future of Star Wars, right? Like you said, that's, that's a great point. Because um, if you think about it, like, if it, I know we've talked about a new like animated Star Wars movie coming yeah. out, but like, like Luke, you wouldn't take your kids to the movie theater in yeah. six months to see a movie, even if they were opened, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like we're already paying for it, and they know we're paying for it. All these movie theaters are shutting down. Why wouldn't they do that? Luke, should we be scared that Star Wars's future in the cinema could be coming to a close in the somewhat near future? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, in optimistic view, the world will return to something closer to what we lived before. Yeah, it, it feels like a long way away, but at some point in our lives, this period will be a period we look back on, like remember when, uh, you know. So I think it. It's been what <laughs> three months or so. Yeah, and it feels like forever. Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to imagine things going back. I, like you said, Holly, though, there's if there's some consolidation in the theater chains or like some don't survive. Yeah, maybe you don't go to the theater as often to see mm-hmm. these or maybe a lot of them go away. But I think what you'll see rather than like stuff, if it's big budget, if it's movie cinema release level budget, like mm-hmm. your episodic um, saga films have been. Um, then maybe they do what um, film companies, movie companies have been doing in this time period and calling yeah. an audible and saying, well, no one's going to go to a theater to see a movie. Mm-hmm. So let's release it as pay-per-view at like, you know, yeah. a higher tier. Mm-hmm. You're not, we're not just going to throw <laughs> it on Disney plus for yeah. your monthly subscription amount. Like if you want to see this, you're going to have to pay 30 bucks for a Dang. pay-per-view or, you know, whatever that, that price point is. So I think, I think that's how you could have a world where you're still sitting in your house watching these things, but there's still a distinction between this is Disney plus level budget Mm -hmm. for this production. 
and this is like this is cinema budget for this production. Yeah, I mean, I some yeah. of the movie theaters do something similar right now anyway, where you get like you pay monthly for a membership. I think AMC had that right. You pay mm-hmm. monthly to be a member. And then you get to see like one movie each month for free or what they like. It used to be unlimited. I think they like narrowed it down and then you still have to pay for like the concessions, but they're like discounted or something. So, I mean, really, I don't think it would be like out of this world to hear like, hey, you're paying monthly for this subscription. But since this is a new release, you're going to have to pay an additional fee on top of that Mm -hmm. that we set for you to be able to watch it before we release it for streaming. Yeah. Uh, the only perk is that the popcorn's a lot cheaper at home. That's true. You know, butter it yourself, layer that butter, layer the salt and the butter. All of it, layer Have everything. you ever had any popcorn at home as good as movie theater oh, popcorn? Oh, God, no. There, no, mean, absolutely not. I mean, I, and I get a whole bucket of it. And I think... Maybe all, what... If you could get, like, a good kettle corn place. Yeah. You get some fresh-made kettle corn. Then you drive it home right away. Mm. Watch your movie. That might be level. Like, I'm a kettle corn kind of guy. Kettle so corn's good. Yeah. Oh, th- yeah, go ahead. I don't know if Columbus has any, like, popcorn places that you can, like, go buy popcorn it's from. Or Redmarker. But there is a really good one in Maine that I ordered some from one time. And there's one <laughs> oh, in Kalamazoo, and wow. they ship. So I forget both of their names. So that's that, pretty high class. Yeah, but that doesn't help anybody. But the uh, kettle corn. Kettle corn ships well. So you could order kettle corn and it still is delicious. Yeah, definitely right don't want to butter that. Well, I, I I will say I love theater popcorn so much that I've contemplated just going and getting a bucket and I'm like, there's nothing here I want to watch. So let me just take this thing back home. <laughs> I love paying $20 for a bucket well, of popcorn. Well, for a while, what the theaters were doing is you could get like a movie package. So yeah. like they would give you like the popcorn and like two drinks and candy and stuff. And mm. you could go for pick dollars Probably. Yeah. You could go pick it up and bring it home and have like a movie night at home. Oh, that sounds expensive. Oh, yeah. Just like going to the movies. <laughs> this... <laughs> This popcorn discussion is fascinating, and I don't want to totally derail it, but what what keeps playing in my head over and over again throughout a lot of this discussion of where is this story going? What are we going to get? Yep. I, and I've thought this a lot over the past few years, like what, when does it stop being Star Wars? What do you need Mm. for something that's released to, to be Star Wars? And I think a lot of people felt like solo wasn't star wars enough which to me is is absurd yeah one because i love it and so back off yes <laughs> Get but uh no in, in all seriousness it had the rebels it, it was so tied into the rebels versus the empire really if you if you look at it there's obviously the imperial presence um of han actually being becoming an imperial briefly yeah but then there's the tie-in with uh Enfys nest really being a part of the nascent rebellion and, and things like that uh, and so I think it it tied in well enough there. It didn't have the Force or the Jedi really, you know, excluding some bit of Maul. Uh, you know, really, it's just a cameo. So, so to me, it, it, you're left with like when you Michael were saying like, what if we had a a Thrawn yeah. in the Chiss series or movie or whatever? Well, oh, it's is it still Star Warsy enough? It, it it takes place in the Star Wars universe because that storyline idea that species that civilization originates in the star wars universe but then we're we're so far afield probably from the force and from the rebellion empire 
like I'm okay leaving Rebellion Empire behind because yeah. I don't think we can be in that point forever. Yeah. But then it's got to have something else that still is is quintessential Star Wars, and to me, one of the few things left at that point is the Force, the Jedi. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, just over and over again, I don't know where if if this is something the two of you have thought about. Over and over in my head as we think of, all right, we're done with saga films, we're done with the Skywalker saga, and you move beyond that. I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of it, and I feel like there's creative people out there who can come up with things that still make it feel Star Wars. It's yeah. just interesting to try to define like what is what is still going to make it feel like Star Wars if it's if it's away from some of these, um, you know, original elements. Yeah, and that's and that's what people were worried about with like rogue one, right? Like it, you know, just like solo, it didn't have a ton of, yeah, you had the cool Vader scene in the end, but there wasn't a lot of force. Like it wasn't mentioned a lot, just a lot of blasters and and people love that. And, you know, you mentioned the solo, solo getting some, some criticism. We love it as well. Um, I thought the Chiss might be a nice because every here's one thing I hear from all Star Wars fans: we need to grow the universe. We need to go to different. We need to show different places. And I was, I agree. I think we definitely need to. Some go, you know, as far as Holly saying, "In the Skywalkers now." That's not how I said it. Um, in a chokehold, <laughs> um, bringing that pain. Um, but I think I think the Chiss are are known enough but also obscure and we don't know a whole lot about them, but you know, Thrawn and you know, he came from this place and these people, I think that could really be a nice starting point for star Wars outside of kind of what we know and love as it love what it is, but with elements that, that make it feel like star Wars. And I don't know, maybe you could, I don't know, maybe there could be an interaction with Palpatine at some point maybe Palpatine goes to the Chiss world and like learns from them. I don't know. He's, he's, you know, he's an interesting guy. He's learned a lot of different things. And how did he, I don't even know if we know how he came across Thrawn. He, I know he's heard about him before even, you know, he joins the empire. So I think it would be a cool kind of stepping stone to going outside of things and not just be like, we're throwing you in this different world, which that's what, project luminous is doing but it's all about the jedi so we're going to different places we're going to hear new stories but it's so jedi heavy you know it's going to be successful so what can we do to step outside of that but it's not too unknown i thought i thought the chiss and and thrawn could be could be a nice point to start off holly any oh yes oh come on here we go i'll go to your (laughs) camera ah slam sorry that's okay i luke i love that question I think that is a great point. I think that that's something that I'm sure everybody in the group will have different opinions about, which yeah. maybe is why it's such a great question. I think that really what that comes down to is for you personally, like what makes Star Wars Star Wars? Yeah. And I think Luke for Skywalker. Every, right. So for yeah. you, it's Luke Skywalker. For me, it is not. And I think, <laughs> and I think, me. listen. Well, let's let's do it. Let's have it right now. Why not? <laughs> if Dave Filoni were here, he would say, "Michael, yeah, Star Wars is about hope. Come on, if there's hope there, it is Star Wars." And I great th- point. Thank you. Great point. Thank That's you. what ties it all together. Then it was not my point to make, but it was wow. it was Dave Filoni and the credit wow. goes to yeah him. Well, George Lucas technically. I don't want to act too surprised because I don't want anyone going out and hating on me for learning something new about Star Wars. Go ahead, Hawk. Sorry. God forbid. Yeah. 
we don't need that kind of negativity. No. Um, but I think I was for a while that person who was like solo just didn't do it for me. And mm, it I gotta get the camera off me. I'm making too many faces. <laughs> You're gonna get the, no. the webcam utility beta. Um, it took me watching solo quite a few times to actually like truly appreciate it. And it made me start thinking like, why doesn't this feel Star Wars-y? This has so many characters that we know from all of the Star Wars movies in yeah. it. So how, how can I sit here and be like, this doesn't, this just doesn't feel like Star Wars to me. Is it because Han Solo was not Harrison Ford? You were a huge Han Solo fan. Yeah. So is, that, wasn't, is, that wasn't it. But that wasn't it. Okay. I, I, if you you're asking me now, I still couldn't tell you like what it was that was about it. I think that yeah. I was just like one of those haters that had no reason to not like it other than like, I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, and that yeah. wasn't fair. And yeah. I do think that solo was a really good movie. And the more I watch it, the more I'm like, this is such a great movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's because my appreciation for star Wars changes. Every time we have a discussion about star Wars, I feel like it changes. And I feel like, that is allowing me to be more open and more uh, receptive to yep. the different storylines that we're getting in Star Wars. So I hope that that's something that other Star Wars fans can also embody because like you guys both said, I don't think that if we want more Star Wars, we can't limit it to just yeah. the Jedi using force. And I think that that is why Solo and Rogue One were both really great movies for different reasons. Yeah. Never in a million years would I ever think I would have said those words. Um, they might not yeah. have a lot of the force, but they still have people standing up for what they believe. That's right. And I think that in itself is quintessential Star Wars because ultimately the story came from people standing up for what they believed in. Yeah. It just happened to be people who were force users and the Sith. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Holly, sometimes you get up on that pulpit and it just blows me away. I just don't Let's come down. Let's go. And that's, maybe that's what it is. Luke, is, is hope enough to to make it feel like Star Wars? Or do you know, if, if it is the Chiss out there, do they need to have run-ins with the Empire and we see stormtroopers or, or star, you know, destroyers? Would that, would that tie it in enough? Or is, is hope enough just you know, challenges and overcoming obstacles and, and, and having that hope is, is that enough? It's definitely a major element. I think it, it's Ollie's speaking to is the, the way that, that George Lucas created a mythology that's really timeless in its main themes mm. is the themes we see throughout sort of human civilization. When we, when we tell stories and myths to, to teach us lessons and, and morality and, and different things. You know, that was a key part of it was him reimagining those themes for a new age and do it in space mm -hmm. with spaceships and lasers and things Absolutely. like that. Uh, I think I've said this on the podcast at some point over the past year or so. Uh, it's like Tol Tolkien for Lord of the Rings and reading about him and sort of his, his, um, part of his encouragement, I would say to like create the story was he was really into Norse mythology and he didn't feel like, um, the English, uh, the Britons had enough of their own mythology like that. And he's like, why don't I create a mythology that, that maybe can be our English mythology. Yeah. Um, and, and George in the same way, like let me take myths and themes and, and things from, 
that are timeless throughout human history and create them for a, a, a time that feels like the future and it's technology, but uh, is really about those same themes. So I, I, there's going to be elements to that in the storytelling, but to me, there you need more than just a theme that could be um, in a Shakespearean play or in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. There, there needs to be a little bit more than that for it to be Star Wars. Also, it's just another possibly great story in, in human history of, of creative storytelling, but it's not necessarily just Star Wars on its own from that. Uh, I think there has to be more. Like I, I think I mentioned this a few weeks ago. I, I read, I just finished the, a couple nights ago, Crash of Fate, which was like the junior novel for yeah. uh, Galaxy's Edge coming out. It took place on Batuu around Black Spire Outpost and stuff. And like, it was a fun, well-written story. Uh, it was, it kept my interest and, but it was, I had a hard time kind of throwing the label Star Wars on it. Cause it, yeah. other than like this is some of the species you would come across, I knew to be from the Star Wars galaxy. Um, and some of the ships and there was occasional m- mentions of the resistance or the first order, but they were so, on the sort of outer edges of the story, it, it felt like that. Uh, I think like, you should take the the Star Wars label off of that uh, book, and maybe that I shouldn't have expected much from a book that maybe was basically just a marketing piece for for the uh, the park. <laughs> maybe those are too high expectations for a, a junior novel written for that purpose. Uh, but to me, like yeah, it, it didn't feel very Star Wars. So there's there's something more. Uh, that you have to have to make it to make it Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, and and definitely don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like just like create a random storyline yeah. that has like a theme of hope and then say this is Star Wars. Like you definitely still have to have other things in it that yeah. are relative to like the Star Wars universe in general. But I think that that's interesting because when I look at stories that we really enjoyed like Phasma yep. and different stories like that. I, to me, Phasma felt very much Star Wars. Um, and to other people, it didn't. And so I just think that you're going to get so many different like mixed reviews on things like that. And it's, I feel like you get into that point where it's like, you just have to trust the story writers, right? You can't, yeah. you're not going to be able to please everybody because some people they are going to be like, wow, this feels like a cool Star Wars story. And then other people are going to be like, this doesn't have lightsaber battles yeah. and this doesn't have this and it doesn't have that. And that's all I want from Star Wars. Yeah. And Star Wars fans are, are some of the toughest fans to please. Yeah. And there, I mean, and that that's something else is that, I mean, if, if Lucasfilm wants to make it so that there's a Star Wars story for everybody. And for some people, yeah. that's just like the story of struggle of families in the Star Wars universe that aren't directly related to, anything else going on outside of their own world, yeah. then that's fine. But if other people only want it to be like the Skywalker saga or anything like that, I mean, well, and I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to, and I don't know if they ever will because star Wars fans are hard to please. And if you, you know, do something a little different, like you said, there's not enough lightsabers. There's not enough this, there's not enough that there's not enough Jedi. Um, I would love to expand upon the force. This is why I love like the mother towns and, and, and even as silly as it is caravan of courage, but like, let's, let's, let's like, Ewoks. let's go. <laughs> like, let's explore 
the force in its entirety a little more because you have some of the most powerful characters in Star Wars, like Palpatine, who feared Mother Townsend, wanted to learn from their magic to become more powerful and feared that she was a threat and that he, she could end it all. So he gets a posse together and goes and destroys her. So like there's so much other history out there and lore just with these certain subgroups like within yeah. Star Wars. Yeah. I, I think it can feel like Star Wars, but like explore, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Caravan of Courage, you know, has Ewoks and stuff, but like there's like magical rocks and magical mm -hmm. sticks and, and, and there's witches and battle for Endor. And, and uh, I just think it, it's, it's time for something like that, especially with a streaming service. Like we can explore more of that and, and show us how it connects to the bigger story. And, and I can see a whole, you know, myths and fables of like, mysterious powers like on the outer rim or something and explore yeah. some of that i mean you get like in rebels you have zeb and he kind of has a exactly. reconnection to his people and their magic yeah. um you have the witches on dathomir who yeah. had their own terrifying magic, but, terrifying but so cool. so cool and i feel like i don't know i guess going back to luke's question like if they're maybe not necessarily force wielders but they're still using some sort of magic yeah. would a story about them be like would you feel that that is star wars or would you not or you know or maybe ancient maybe they were ancient battles with jedi that's why i think this this project luminous can be awesome it's gonna focus a ton on the jedi no doubt but like you have this the nile like and they encounter them like how's that go down who are the nile why are they so powerful that they can face against you know jedi like do they have are they they have powers so I, it's time for us to learn a little more mm -hmm. to expand upon this galaxy and that everyone has called for that but we get so excited to talk more about ezra bridger we get so excited yeah. to have an ahsoka live action and i'm excited too but like in order for the lore to expand and like you mentioned, highlight different, you know, other stories that maybe would bring in different people. I think we got to do that. We got to do it soon, but we're cashing in on things that are hot, like the Mandalorian, like Ezra Bridger. And yeah, I think the way that you can get people to be more open to that expanded universe is by introducing those storylines through, through the characters that people are already familiar with and love. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I think, you know, we see that with like um, the father and the sister and the yeah. brother arc in Clone Wars. And then we kind of see that again um, come up in Rebels. And then it's like, okay, maybe would people be interested to see a little bit more backstory in a TV show forum yeah. on those characters at any point? Um, maybe. Yeah. And yeah. so I kind of feel like that's the way to do it is to keep bringing back these characters like Ezra Bridger, Thawne, yeah. th Thawne. Thawne, Thawne, there you <laughs> go, there twice in one podcast. Thrawn, and then slowly introduce other things like those myths or that lore that you're talking about. Yeah, there's other, you can go, you can go to, you know, pre-Republic era too. There's so many legends about it. You got Bane, you got Malgus, you got these characters in the old Republic. Like, 
some of them are really great and people live and die by these characters, but I don't want them to retell that whole story. I think they can take this character, they can take Bane or they can take Malgus, they can take these characters and write a different story for it. But that's one way to, to you're not going to just get the expanded universe spit out in a, in a movie, but that's a, that's a character you recognize and maybe their story is a little different, but maybe it's better. Um, so I, I don't Do know. Do you guys think that the Disney Plus platform and if Lucasfilm does start to take a route where they're doing more TV shows... Do you think that they're going to start pulling more things from Legends and making them canon and using that as material for other TV shows or other Probably other only movies? elements. I think they'll continue. Like, Thrawn was a really great pull from, from deep. I mean, that's some of the... That's original Legends. Um, but it's a character everyone loved. But, like, you're so fascinated by the character. You know, the story's fine. But the character and the way he was written and the way he handled himself, that's what stuck with people. And, and that's just when you, you took him and put him in a completely different timeline. Thrawn wasn't in this timeline in Legends, but the character is to a T how he was in the original books. So they did that very well. And there's no reason you can't do that with other characters. Um, Luke, is there any characters that stick out to you that maybe you could bring into a new canon realm, but it's it's a different story. Definitely, I think you know, I agree with you wholly in, in that you're more likely to borrow characters than storylines from Legends, uh, and that's what I would prefer. Given that I'm not a fan of some of the directions that a lot of Legends stuff took. Yeah, uh, and one that comes to mind, a character that I think is is fascinating to maybe dig into more. Uh, is Darth Plagueis, you know, yeah. I, I've talked to a lot of people who say I want, you know, more on Darth Plagueis or I want it, it to be recognized in the newer canon because they really haven't done anything to overwrite yeah. uh, the backstory for, for Plagueis so far. You know, everything in, um, in the new canon has mostly been after the occurrence of Phantom Menace. Yeah. I think, Barring Master and Apprentice, that novel might be the only one that, that takes place before episode one. Uh, all the other new candidate is, you know, post that point looking mm-hmm. in between episodes one and nine, basically, and filling in gaps and, and things there. Uh, so, you know, this Project Luminous starting to go older in the Republic, older in the Jedi Order is the first one kind of going back that direction. But it seems to be kind of skipping over the pay, the 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 space in which, you know, plague is occupied maybe by going a little further back. Um, so he's, he's a fascinating figure to, to look into. Although, uh, I think a lot of people will accuse him of, of, of doing the safe thing. If they keep, if they move in that, that backwards direction, let's yeah. backfill story of a character you've already heard of or know something about, yep. uh, the, the real leap of faith, <laughs> the leap of hope, uh, that all the Star Wars fans will come with you is a, is to do something either sort of 90 degrees the other way sideways yeah, or like continue to jump forward yeah. and, and sort of in the timeline into a, an unknown, completely undefined area. And that's what's going to be fascinating as we eventually get the idea of what uh, Take OIT's story is going to be. 
in which of the 360 degrees of direction are they going? Yeah. I'm really curious about what that storyline's oh, going yeah. to be. I don't uh, know. It's, it's <laughs> the more I <laughs> think of it, anything. like a Thrawn and Ezra adventure could actually work yeah. with his filmmaking style. I, it should be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Michael, it's so funny that you say that. I just watched Jojo Rabbit like a couple of weeks ago and it was okay. awesome. Uh, and then for those of you who don't know, it's Taika Waititi's movie where he plays, uh, he plays Hitler in the movie and he directed it. And he's um, the imaginary friend of a young German boy as Hitler. Like he, and, mm. and uh, so I'm imagining like that same setup for Thrawn and Ezra, like, uh, it would be different, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I he, he did a great job. Like I, I, I loved Thor Ragnarok, right? Yeah, like, that was a good you one. You know, it, you expect the comedy in Marvel stuff, but his comedy is just different. And I feel like it could work in Star Wars. It could be a little darker, and I'd be down. Well, because we said that we could see him writing a whole storyline for like the Cassian. Yeah, I could see it Andor all. Series, I could see it all. That back and forth with, like with him and K2. K2, yeah. I think that um, something that I was just thinking about, I guess if we're thinking, you know, is his story going to be something like in the future of Star Wars or is it going to be like with characters that we already know? Yeah. I mean, I guess that the thing that might they might struggle with making these, you know, Ford flow movies, I guess, if yeah. you will. Um is having this like concept of the Jedi and what that balance is going to look like in the future because I feel like if you don't have any like impending doom or like mm -hmm. larger enemy, I don't know if it's going to continue to capture the interest of Star Wars fans because I feel like you can have them going after like different crime syndicates mm -hmm. or like doing that but then it just kind of feels like they're like an inter intergalactic police if you will and that's that's uh, along with hope along with all these things star wars brings to every film it's the the good guys always win though you know we're sometimes we're left in dark times but like good overcomes evil and so you kind of need that big baddie and it's i don't know Mar Marvel's I keep going to Mar Marvel's done a great job of having villains and then a super villain that you know matters with every installment that they make there's villains along the way you can do something like that um and I don't know if Star Wars has ever really done anything like that to that extent but I don't know we've always had Vader you've always had Palpatine, Palpatine these huge villains yeah um, that sometimes are so easily killed. And then you have, I mean, someone who you think is going to be a huge villain, yeah. Kylo Ren, and then it turns out maybe yeah. not so much. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I, I love the conversation we just had. It just takes me in so many different directions. I wasn't expecting this at all. And I feel like I keep changing my mind as I'm going. Like, now I feel like if I go back and listen to this, I'm going to be like, yeah, but in the beginning of that conversation, didn't you say this? Well, I, and then now I'm saying that. Like, uh, like uh, uh, Mitt Romney. Do we even know what we're talking so, about? So, uh, I'm not really. This isn't a politics podcast. Not Michael. a politics podcast. Star Wars is not politics. Um, before we go, Holly, I wanted you found a little rumor on the interwebs. Yeah, I, I was sent a little rumor on the interwebs. Uh, Paige shared it, right? She did. Can you just quickly 
summarize that for us because it's fascinating. And it's something I don't think it was mentioned when the Rise of Skywalker came out. Like, you know, Palpatine had to have had a thing at some point. A fling. Right? I mean, or did he just create life? Who knows? I don't know if I would consider him like the most eligible bachelor, but. I don't know. He's wealthy. He's handsome. Like, pre. Mace Windu interaction. Okay, that's. I, mean, <laughs> I don't. Eh, well, anyway, <laughs> this is an article written by Daze Johnston on Inverse, which I've never read anything on Inverse before, nope. so I don't know what this is. Yeah. So bear with me. Um, theory. This forgotten Star Wars prequels character could be Ray's grandma. Guess it's a theory, not a rumor. That's my bad. It is a theory. Yeah. It's a granny theory. Granny theory. Okay, so the theory is. Everyone was asking, like, who would look at Palpatine and be like, yeah, Down. 100%. Down. 100%. Rich, powerful. Who would? He's got it all. Yeah. Lives forever. <laughs> I don't know. Was that one of the third things he first said on his first date? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, I kind of people, I've stopped people from dying. I, I'm not going to die. Like, maybe he let's just, make this happen. Maybe he just thinks that he's like. I don't know. He says, you know, I'm really good at making plans. I don't have commitment Ooh. issues. Yeah. I won't I mean, forget that, your birthday. Sure won't. We'll live forever. But does anyone really want to live forever with their spouse? Is that a thing? Or is it you're just like in the future, you're like, you know, one day this is going to end. That's and a then, joke. And then we're going to cash out on that life insurance. Call it good. <laughs> exactly. Is that what? There is no life insurance with Palpatine. There, the insurance is that he will live forever. Yes. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> um, okay, so the theory is that Sly Moore, who is one of his aides in the Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. could potentially be Ray's grandma. Which, let's be honest, you know, they were sitting pretty close there at that space opera. We heard they were cozy. They were a little cozy. Um, he said, leave us. He, I mean, he just, you know, maybe he talks to everyone like that. I don't know. So the article says she is just as manipulative as Palpatine is, so probably his type. Oh, wow. I don't know. Maybe he wouldn't like that, though, because he doesn't really feel like mm-hmm. he can have control over that well, I think Palpatine's a control freak. I think that he would probably yeah. be a terrible boyfriend, yeah. let alone baby daddy, because he yeah. would just, mm-mm. Yeah, I, I think we need answers for this, actually, because did he just create a child? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he could he supposedly did that with Anakin. So did he just create this child and someone? But, like, who wants to be with him? But also, like, I feel like it had to be someone with some good because Ray's parents... Like, her father seemed like a decent dude, right? Like, he, he sacrificed himself for her to, to save her from evil. So, like, or is it just like, you know, they got the recessive gene, the good gene? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and that's why they were kicked out of the family. Yeah. Not allowed to come. They were weak. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, Anakin got lucky and popped out to, you know, really strong force wielding or according to him children well he did yeah he did say that nice reference to the comic holly thank you i don't know luke is it a stretch to think that you know maybe up in the in in the in the suite of the of the uh the space opera 
uh, Palpy and uh, what was the character's name? Sly. Sly. Moore. We're getting a little sly up there and in, in, in the private seating, and maybe that's when it happened. I don't know. Yeah, I could see how the the Mon Calamari opera can serve as an aphrodisiac, <laughs> and afterwards, and especially after the way he um, is very um, sort of sensually described the uh, mm. the legend of Darth Pelagus the Wise. <laughs> Maybe that got Sly going too. Yeah, the combination of the two, oh. and then it was you know sign sealed delivered. There was no there was no going back. Mm. Uh, I, it's true. I, this is the first time I've brought this movie series up on the podcast. I know, but I just immediately when when Holly brought this up a little bit before we started recording and, and sent me the link, I couldn't help but just keep thinking of uh, Austin Powers too, when it's revealed <laughs> that Frau Forbissena is the father of Scott, played oh. by noted Star Wars fan and. Uh, Robot Chicken yeah. uh, creative <laughs> Seth Green, uh, and the the love scene between Doctor Evil and Frau uh, conceiving uh, Scott. That's what I'm picturing. Oh, it's a Barry White playing, I think, or uh, Marvin Gaye, something one of those. And uh, but to be like you know, push the glasses up the nose, nerdy mm-hmm. on this. It could have the conception, like I was saying, could have been before. Palpatine's disfigurement. So we might want to give Sly yeah. a little more credit that she wasn't right. with like um, <laughs> post post fried Mace's right. uh, lightsaber deflection Palpatine. Because I I have with me I got from Come the on. library the the visual dictionary for mm. Rise of Skywalker and it has this cool timeline that Pablo uh, laid out at the beginning and you can see there's only around. 30 years 35-ish 34 between Revenge of the Sith and Rey's birth that's crazy so you know if Rey's dad is in his late 30s by the time of Rey's birth yeah uh, he could have been uh, conceived prior to Revenge of the Sith and Palpatine's disfigurement but they say he's yeah. a clone, so as well, I think. Uh, so really, Sly is just maybe a, a surrogate. Yes. Ooh. I guess um, we had this conversation before the podcast. Luke couldn't think of the word surrogate, and the article actually calls it a host. So, wow. <laughs> but she also says just because Palpatine is a genocidal supervillain, it yeah. doesn't mean that he should be denied love. Doesn't mean that he can't wine and dine with the best of them. Because to be honest, I'm thinking of that scene, you know, in, in Revenge of the Sith. I, I, I'm going on record and saying it happened that night. Whew. Because at no point does Palpatine seem more excited than like Luke said, telling the story of Plagueis the wise, you know, just really reeling Anakin. He knows he has this guy hooked. It's like, let's go out and celebrate. You know, I found my apprentice. The world is mine. He's at his all time confidence (laughs) right now. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going on record and saying I have that night. I think him and Sly, Got out of there, maybe had a couple of drinks, 
at the cantina. He said, I found my apprentice. She yeah. said, I love it when you talk dirty to I me. Lo- I, he took his three robes off that he was wearing. Uh-huh. And, you know, it was intimate. It was sensual. I, I think it, there was passionate lovemaking happening. I don't think Did it was go- any wicked, you know, witchcraft <laughs> that he was creating a child. I think it happened. Luke. I can't recall in the discussion so far if we if we described which character Sly is on screen. Absolutely not. Obviously, a lot of people don't know her, her name, and it took me a while when, when you two brought it up to picture her, but then it hit me. Uh, she's the one you see in Revenge of the Sith at the opera scene um, who has kind of a pit, real pale albino look to her, and she mm. is completely uh, bald, right? Yeah. Um, the... I think the article mentioned that she's Umbaran, which there's some cool uh, Clone Wars episodes which take place on Umbara, and it has the clones fighting against some native Umbarans. Uh, so kind of watch those episodes, maybe get a little bit more feel for uh, what Sly Sly's homeworld is like. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's kind of a really uh, striking figure there. She's kind of dressed in white, I think, and she's very pale looking and, and, and completely bald. Which this may be legends. I don't know. I I'm pretty sure that's Palpatine's type. I mean, your guess is as good as <laughs> Probably's like, where Look, is that I, reference? I actually don't yeah. think that's Palpatine's type. I oh, just feel okay. like anyway, we can we I can just, break down the yeah, psychology of Palpatine yeah. and all of his issues yeah. in another episode. We'll absolutely do another episode. I just needed to get out. In the but universe. I will say this: apparently, um, she is force sensitive. Come on. Um, so <laughs> people people are saying that it would make uh, sense that she's Palpatine's yeah. aide. She's his closest confidant, I guess, yeah. and that she's force sensitive. So yeah. all three of those things make her a likely oh, candidate. Oh boy, she had plans too. She had with a name like too. Sly. Oh yeah, let's go. I feel like that was planned. Sly, what's Sly McGuffin? What's her name? Sly what? More. Sly Moore. That's her name. Is Sly Moore? Mm-hmm. Of course, this is Ray's mom. Are we kidding <laughs> ourselves? Let's go. I'm so glad you found that theory because I I think it's dead on. So hats off to Paige. Hats off to Paige. That makes the most sense to me, to be honest. Because <laughs> I'd love to find a better freaking theory out there. Um, other than, you know, Palpatine creating life from nothing. Um, Look, the article it. ends. The name she, Ray, yeah. does take, Skywalker, drives home the fact chosen family can be just as important as biological family. Come on. Preach. Yeah. Whether that be who birthed you or created you through a process used to mass produce armies. Yeah. Still, if Sorry. Ray's going to have a grandmother, she could do worse than a force-sensitive, mind-controlling Umbaran like Slymore. <sighs> Couldn't have said it any better myself. <laughs> Couldn't have said it any better myself. Uh, that needed to get out in the world, Holly. I think more more people need to be talking about that. So I'm really glad you you, you brought that up. Um, and and I know the group's going to talk about it. I know for certain. Um, anything else, guys? Anything else on your mind? I think that was a lot for saying that we didn't have any Star Wars uh, news this week. <laughs> it's it's almost a joke at this point. Mike says I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about, and we go on for an hour and a half. Yeah. It's just it's just what we do. Um, so excuse the, the silliness guys at the beginning. It was just a lot of fun to be honest. And I think we needed some of that. Um, and apologies again, Holly for the camera. It's a beta. We'll figure it out when we get the switcher, but, uh, 
sans camera right now. I'm sorry. Guys, I really hope you enjoyed this discussion. Um, I'm going to go now and finish my uh, spiked sparkling seltzer. Maybe I'll get another one. I don't know. The night is young here and flying casual. But I hope you enjoyed that uh, that segment. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the Mad Limbs, as embarrassing as it is. I do it for you guys. <laughs> I do it. It's all a show. Right, Ollie? It is. It's all a show. I wish it was a show. <laughs> um, but, guys, go out and check our Facebook group. Hit us up. Um Still need to schedule that um, uh, trivia trials match. Need to hit up Wes. Oh. Um, and you have an announcement. Ollie. I have an announcement you to make. You have an announcement. You can't see me, but I'm excited. Um, book Crazy. Club. <laughs> uh, book Club will be Saturday, June 13th. What time did we say? I thought it was 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock. P.M. Eastern. So patrons, be ready. The book club is scheduled. We are talking about Bloodlines, finally. Finally. Um, so hope you're prepared for that. We'll hit you guys up with that information. And you folks expect that episode out on the following Monday there. Um, so really excited for that. Can't wait for it, Holly. Me either. Super pumped. All right, guys. Well, that was a lot of fun. Um, parting words. I don't know if I have anyone. Everyone deserves love, right? Love everyone. Treat others how you want to be treated, but don't be a Palpatine. I think that's what we all can agree on, right? Yep. Don't be a Palpatine. Amen. All right, folks. We'll see you next week. <laughs>